This episode of News Dump is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Yes, More sir. about them later, but first, some news. Yeah, a lot of people argue constantly about the video game movie curse, and despite numerous films based off of video games either becoming box office successes or cult favorites, the argument online still remains. We just went through this with Pokemon, and everyone always talks about the fact that Resident Evil was a successful franchise. Well, Pokemon, I mean, yes, technically a video game movie, but I would classify it more as a weeb movie. Sure. Anyways, you're all aware by now, and I still have no shame in saying that I absolutely loved the Super Mario Brothers movie from the early 90s, and I still do to this day. It's absurdly ambitious, uh, absolutely ridiculous, and uh, the fact that it was released in the 90s, and I'm saying that, it really says something about the film. It's Blade Runner for kids. That's all it Basically, is. Basically, you're not wrong about that. Uh, but there was one movie that I was so unbelievably hyped for prior to its release that I couldn't even contain myself. And this is a movie that completely lived up to my young expectations. That was Mortal Kombat. The music, the characters, the fights, everything was perfect for little 11-year-old me. That, yeah, the first Mortal Kombat movie took its subject matter as seriously as it deserved to be taken. And we got that amazing soundtrack. As yeah, a bonus. A song that you still hear in the clubs every night. Mm -hmm. To this day. Yeah. People go wild for it. They do. Now, whether the original Mortal Kombat movie holds up these days is a matter of personal preference, and also whether you were alive at the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, if you were a huge Mortal Kombat fan when the game was originally released and then you got to see the live-action movie version on the big screen, you look back on it with rose-colored glasses. Those were simpler, better times. Mm-hmm. If you were born a bit too early or a bit too late and watch it now, it would be at best considered a so bad it's good action film. The second one very much fits that category for me. We don't talk about the second one. I loved the second one. It had so many great lines. Yeah. Still, though, the video game franchise itself, Mortal Kombat, continues to grow consistently throughout the years and is still, to this day, one of the biggest fighting game franchises that exists. And still manages to top itself in terms of its like violent reputation. Absolutely. Every single time. Impressive. Impressive. And now, three generations of Mortal Kombat fans are going to get to see a brand new live-action version of this universe on the big screen. And with the latest news about the film, it looks like it has the potential to be everything that the fans could hope for. Yeah, you always got to say potential, because regardless of the hype, it could be a bad movie. But so far, everything looking okay. Mm -hmm. First up, we already know that the film's being produced by James Wan. Mm. That's cool. But before we get into the obvious big news, uh, here's some exceptional casting news from the production because the film has announced its first actor playing the first character that's announced in the film, Sub-Zero. And Sub-Zero will be played by martial arts actor Joe Taslam, whose previous films include Fast and Furious 6, Star Trek Beyond, and The Raid Redemption. Taslim is the first actor to sign on to the film, and it's supposed to start filming later this year, so you can obviously expect far more casting announcements to be made in the coming weeks. Possibly even some news during Comic-Con, despite Warner Brothers' absence from the convention, because this would just line up perfectly. Yeah. And, and the, can you imagine the lights go out, you hear the soundtrack. Johnny playing. Cage comes out, <laughs> yeah. signs autographs, and throws them into the crowd. Sub-Zero freezes him and rips his spine out just yeah. right in front of everyone. A man dies on stage. Mm -hmm. And I clap. Everyone clapped. Hall H, the new reputation. You yeah. have to kill someone next year in order to top it. But the real juice news <laughs> is that it's been officially confirmed that this upcoming Mortal Kombat film will be far more in line with the video game franchise's over-the-top gore. Because it's going to be rated R, baby! Woo! In a tweet from Greg Russo, who wrote the screenplay for the film. And is not related to the Russo brothers, I don't think. 
It's definitely not one of the two. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Mr. Russo, no relation, states that not only will they be embracing the R rating, but that for the first time ever, fatalities will finally be on the big screen. Yeah. He adds that, no, I'm not going to say which ones. You'll have to wait for the movie and see. It'll oh, probably baby. be spoiled in a trailer, you, though. You've got like 30 years of fatalities to draw from here. I know. But it, it is fair to say that the original film didn't shy away from death, uh, but it didn't in- involve any of the actual fatalities from the game itself, the things that made it famous. But since he's confirmed the whole hard R fatalities as marketing for this movie, they'll probably include some pretty gruesome stuff considering that they have about three decades worth of material to pull from. Yeah. Uh, and since he won't indicate which ones that we'll see yet, and only one character's been announced, Do you think that they'll show more of the classic characters' finishing moves or pull some of the extremely creative new ones that they've debuted in recent years? Yeah, the newer ones are a lot. They're a lot to take in. They're like two minutes long. At at this point, like, the expectations just with his confirmation of a a rated R, of of it being rated R right now, Mm -hmm. the expectations are literally through the roof. So if this isn't just a 90-minute gore fest... Yeah. They're really, yeah, really selling this. Yeah. What Are you, you do, overselling it? When you market it, you say, wow, you know, the big, the, the head honchos over at Warner Brothers yeah. are really asking for a PG rating. The and suits. Then you, and then later on, you're like, nah, we went, we got away with some stuff and it's going to be rated R. We released a rated R cut. Hey, Warner, where's the Snyder cut? Yeah. I know Snyder wasn't involved, but it's another Snyder cut. Yeah. Anyways, it, it, listen, all the pieces are falling into place. Could be great. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I'd even like to see this in 3D. I hate 3D. Oh, but I would see this in. I'd see it in 4DX. Absolutely, 100% 4DX. Like every time blood happens, it sprays you with water. Yeah, I'll yeah. wear a poncho. I don't care. Scorpion shoots this thing right through the screen. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, that would have been great back in the 90s. If, I mean, 3D was a thing before that, but it wasn't. Uh, it was as bad. widely adopted. The, the yeah. Modern 3D was made for this moment. Mm-hmm. So seize it. We're very excited for it. Yeah, suffice to say. Now, moving on to the other biggest movie news of the week, how torn critics seem to be on the new live-action Lion King movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've previously spoken about the stupidly rapid pace at which Disney is cranking these things out. They have, in just the last three or four years, already released updated live-action versions of Alice in Wonderland, Snow White, Cinderella, The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Winnie the Pooh, Dumbo, Aladdin, and soon Lion King will join that list alongside upcoming releases like Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians, The Little Mermaid, and Mulan. Well, to be fair, 101 Dalmatians, they they redid that in like the late 90s, right? Yeah. Well, we're doing it again. Yeah. And it's just called Cruella this time. Yeah. Well, Mulan, though, out of all of those, actually makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. They released a pretty impressive first trailer that we're not allowed to show because mm-hmm. they'll take our money. But uh, people are already, of course, upset with that one, uh, mainly because it's rumored that the actual songs from the original, such as Be A Man and the other ones, you love them, you know them. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be in it because... Uh, and also they turned uh, Mushu the Dragon into a phoenix. Oh, God, the audacity. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but I, yeah, it, it's jarring because it seems like a portion of the people that don't like these remakes complain that they are too similar to the original cartoons and Mulan is very much like going out of its way to be more true to the original legend and less like the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, they're also like, they're, they're, they're going out of their way to be more sensitive to like Chinese interests because that's a huge market now. Yeah. And the original Mulan did not do well in China. They found it weird and kind of disrespectful. Yeah. And they need that China money now. Yeah. So the songs are missing, but people, oh, also, no, what complain am I about, do? people also complain about all the remakes being too similar to the original. So well, yeah, pick a side. 
Uh, anyways, before we get into the reviews of Lion King, we should probably point out that the rapid pace at which Disney is cranking these out is, yeah, it's shocking, sure. And some people are worried about audience fatigue eventually hurting box office numbers. Those people are the ones that run the theater chains. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, that hasn't happened yet. Lion King will surely break records regardless of negative reviews. But all these releases happening so quickly makes a hell of a lot of sense if you just consider the fact that Disney is on the verge of releasing its own exclusive paid streaming platform, Disney Plus, later this year. The service, is, it's already going to be widely adopted because of their new shows, the ones that they're launching, like the Star Wars Universe ones. Mm -hmm. uh, also, their massive, extensive backlog of movies. The price is right. Uh, but having all of these new remakes premiere on that platform right next to the classic versions, it's obviously a smart move for them to make, whether any of us like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Because you can watch this one and then watch the better one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the reviews for The Lion King. Yeah. Basically, we can sum up these reviews the same way most of the reviews have been for the other films. It's an almost exact copy of the original with updated graphics. Mm -hmm. It's a re-release of a video game. All right. Uh, although people seem to have much fonder memories of the original Lion King. So, so the critics who are angry at this one, they seem especially angry, mostly because the animals in this one apparently have very limited visual emotions as a trade-off for realism, which makes sense. It's like the first line item that should have been addressed when they were planning Well, this. and I know you'll see it better on the big screen, but it's like the clip that you reposted, where it's like, it's you all, don't even know who's talking. Yeah, it's all wide and medium shots, I'm sure, on a big old IMAX screen. It's yeah. easy to tell, but like watching it, I'm like, I don't even know who's talking here. Yeah, the only reason I know is because of the actors that are playing them. I know that their voices yeah. are doing it. I can't even see the animals moving their mouths, and I know there's going to be a lot more than that in the movie, so sorry, everyone, yeah. but here's some quotes. Uh, John Wenzel of the Denver Post it hangs together better than the horrid live-action Aladdin remake that came out in May, but that's not saying much. Most viewers will find this Lion King to be either eye candy or uncanny valley. There's so little in between. We did it. A.A. A. Dowd of the A.V. Club said, It's as if every creative decision were subordinate to the film's misguided insistence on realism, on keeping the mannerisms and movements of these magically intelligent creatures believable. Uh, Bill G. Iberi of Vulture, uh, it's a stirring reminder of what can be achieved with all the talent and money in the world, as well as a cautionary tale of what can happen when there's no vision to bind it all together. Damn. And, of course, David Ehrlich of IndieWire, who said in a tweet for his review, The Lion King is a disaster. Forget the circle of life. This is the creatively bankrupt work of a studio eating itself alive. It doesn't feel like a remake so much as a photorealistic snuff film. I truly hated this movie. <laughs> Damn, dude, Brutal, tell us yeah. how you really feel. Yeah. Well, in his full review, he echoed those sentiments, saying, John Favreau's almost photorealistic remake of The Lion King is meant to represent the next step in Disney's circle of life. Instead, the soulless chimera of a film comes off as little more than a glorified tech demo from a greedy conglomerate, a well-rendered but creatively bankrupt self-portrait of a movie studio eating its own tail. He also added that, quote, most often the animation is just bland in a way that saps the characters of their personalities. Scar used to be a Shakespearean villain brimming with catty rage and closeted frustration. Now he's just a lion who sounds like Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> Simba used to be a sleek upstart whose regal heritage was tempered by youthful insecurity. Now he's just a lion who sounds like Donald Glover. <laughs> God damn, dude. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. Now, <laughs> there are, of course, some positive reviews from critics as well. And I... I have no data to back this up, but I would say that a lot of the people who enjoy these films, it's because they have children. Yeah. And it's because you can connect with your children on a level that 
hasn't really happened too much before in movies where you love a, a movie from your childhood yeah. and a big studio remakes it in a way that is exactly the fucking same as your childhood, but updated and yeah. you can take your kids and go see it. I keep trying to get my kids to watch the 94 Lion King and they're like, Dad, fuck you, this looks like shit. <laughs> this looks like shit, Dad. <laughs> Ugh, disgusting. What is this? Yeah. Why is it in 3D? They actually did re-release it in 3D in like 2000 Well, you know what something. I mean, in yeah. CG or whatever like that. The musical's great. I can't connect with you these characters. The they, have, they, have too much, they have too many emotions. Kids these days yeah. don't have any emotions. Yeah. They're all just sad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there, again, there's some positive reviews and it's literally just mostly saying about how this is an almost shot-for-shot shot attempt at recreating the magic of the original and it's how it's fine because it reminds people of how good the animated version was. Still, the current 60% Rotten Tomatoes score is certainly not the rating that Disney was hoping for, I'm sure. But in the end, that won't matter because people who love the original will have something familiar to take their kids to go see. Yeah. And it's in the AC. Summertime. Kids are at home, just fucking drawing on the walls, mm -hmm. causing trouble. Take them to see let's, a Lion King. Let's take them to the movies. What's, uh, what's playing? Bunch of filth. Yeah. Bunch of smut. And The Lion King. Yeah. So we're going to see that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we have no doubt that this will make a fuck ton of money and keep proving everyone wrong and proving Disney right. Doubly so because you could imagine that a lot of people will go home and rent the original because either they want to show those the same kids a better film that they can enjoy or they just want to wash the memory of what they've just seen off of their brains and feel the comfort that only the original could provide. And it is not available on Netflix like other Disney properties. you got to rent this shit. They got us. Yeah. Before we get into the rest of the news from this week, it's time for a word from this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Mm -hmm. If you believe that you're not being snooped on or that nobody cares about your online data, well, then I'm sorry to disappoint you, buddy, but you're dead wrong. Mm -hmm. But because you watch this show, you're clearly smart enough to understand that your privacy is under attack. Hackers, governments, ag companies, and ISPs are just blah, 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 gobbling up that data. All of it. Mm -hmm. mm. Luckily, though, ExpressVPN is here to protect your online activity through powerful encryption that secures your data. ExpressVPN runs in the background of your computer or phone, and then you use the internet like you normally would. You download the app, click to connect, and voila, you're protected. ExpressVPN is fast as hell, it costs less than $7 a month, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. ExpressVPN uses new, cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there's no logs of what you do online. It's time to stop hackers, Big Brother, and internet companies from grabbing all your data. Take back your online privacy with ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash newsdump. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash newsdump. Yeah. For three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash newsdump to learn more. Yeah. Now, moving on, the Warner streaming service that we're not looking forward to at all finally has a name. And the parent company is just taking all of the years of amazing quality programming that built up HBO as a brand and stealing that for the name for their own platform. Mm, must feel good. It's going to be called HBO Max, which is a combination of HBO and Cinemax. Very creative. And the biggest flex regarding this recent news is that they're taking one of the most popular sitcoms of all time, Friends, off of Netflix and using it as a major selling point for adopters by making it exclusive to their platform whenever it launches. Just buy the fucking DVDs. Uh, anyways, obviously we all saw this coming, but it also shows how badly the streaming landscape of the future will be and how good we've had it for the past decade or so because we had a wide variety of content available in one or two convenient locations. And that's all coming to an end real soon. The Wild West of streaming is over. Yep. 
Hang up your guns. Uh, as for what will remain the same, uh, considering they already have multiple paid streaming services under the uh, Warner, uh, AT&T, whatever umbrella, yeah. the Hollywood Reporter says that, quote, the bow of HBO Max brings into question other Warner Media-backed streaming services, including HBO Now, HBO Go, CW Seed, and the DC Universe. Per sources, all will remain as is, though that obviously could change over time. So thoughts and prayers for Phil and Nick over at DC, but it looks like it, for now, they're safe. But it also calls into question the fact that I was, we read recently that they were going to bundle HBO with this for around the same price. So yeah. why would you pay for less? I don't know. Like I, it, I would guess the DC Universe is so niche compared yeah. to the rest of it that bundling it with a Netflix clone wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for most consumers. Sure and they stand to make more money by keeping them separate. But I don't know. Don't, don't ask me how Warner Media makes decisions. We don't know. I don't understand it, and frankly think a lot of their decisions over the past year or so have been bad. Yes. R.I.P. Mad Magazine. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck yeah. Anyway, Jesus. it's been a while since we've reported on anything related to the Fire Festival, and for the most part, its legacy seems to just be the name of the festival being used to describe any event with a decent-sized attendance that fails to meet people's expectations. The Fire Festival of Food, the Fire Festival of Car Shows, whatever music festival Fire 2.0 is, so, and so on. Yeah. But there was some actual news this week, and it looks like Ja Rule despite not learning any lessons from being involved in Fire Festival, mm -hmm. is off the hook completely because a, a judge has dismissed the class action lawsuit against him and Chief Marketing Officer Grant Margolin. So this ruling was based off the fact that the judge decided neither of them could have made false claims about the festival because they couldn't have known that the festival was going to be a complete disaster. And he said this, There is no assertion that the festival, when first conceived or introduced to the public, was intended not to go forward or that defendants intended not to perform by organizing the advertised amenities and accommodation. So, basically the Mueller report. Yeah, also, they, it was too dumb to commit crimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that sucks for people who paid a bunch of money to get stranded on an island a few feet from a sandals resort, but <laughs> also frees up Ja Rule to make even bigger, more hilarious mistakes in the future since he got away with this one by just blindly trusting a bunch of idiots and not being smart enough to realize how badly it all, could all turn out, despite clear warning signs that popped up over the course of the entire preparation for the festival. Hey, man. Ja Rule, he's the hype man. He's, you know. He's See, already planning another festival. He was talking about it on a radio show. I, and so. it sounds like he's, you know, this one of these times it's going to stick. He, he's going to do it one of these times. Anyway, finally, in an update to a story we reported on a few episodes ago about Chris Rock's involvement in a new Saw movie, it appears that in addition to being the person behind this new film screenplay, he'll also be starring in it. Mm -hmm. And just this week, it was confirmed after rumors started leaking from the filming location that Samuel L. Jackson will also be starring in this film. This sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so this new Saw film is going to hit theaters next October, 2020 October, just in time for Halloween, October 23rd, 2020. Yeah, sounds like it's going to be badass. So excited for that. Saw was always fun. Saw was fun, but like if you if you go back and watch the first Saw movie, like it's been about fifteen years. It looks like shit. It looks Whoa. like looks like it came out in like nineteen ninety two. Yeah, because it was made for like nothing. Yeah, they they do a lot of stylistic things that just have not aged well at all. Mm -hmm. Anyways, for trailers this week that we can't show you, obviously that Milan trailer dropped, and a lot of people have very we're all sweaty. We're so fucking <laughs> sweaty. People have a, very specific people have a lot of opinions on it. 
But uh, also, we wanted to point out a trailer for a movie that's releasing next week that you might want to see instead of Lion King, if you're scared of seeing that. It's called The Art of Self-Defense. This looks so good. And it stars Jesse Eisenberg, who, uh, after getting mugged, takes up uh, a karate class to defend himself, but soon falls under the spell of the dojo's enigmatic leader. Uh, it looks fucking hilarious, just based on the trailer alone. It has exceptional reviews. It's currently standing at a 90% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's just good to see a decent comedy coming seemingly out of nowhere amidst the month filled with blockbuster action movies and family films. Yeah. So I watched this trailer the other night and I was like, looks great. Yeah. Like, it looks new and refreshing. It doesn't look like something I've seen a hundred times. When you hear Jesse Eisenberg and karate, yeah. I wouldn't, you, uh, you wouldn't expect me to be excited about it, but you have to watch the trailer. It's, it's really, <laughs> like, really good. It's like, I'd like to buy a gun, please. One that fits my hand. Like, hey, you're probably looking for a handgun then. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. It, anyways, uh, thank you, uh, Samuel, for the suggestion on this one. Uh, one of the one of the mods. He saw it at a limited limited screening uh, in in uh, Austin at yeah. Alamo Draft House and immediately hit me up suggesting it because he said it was that that good. Damn. Well, speaking of speaking of Texas, we, we brought back a few uh, few gifts ourselves, a few warm ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't yet, over on our Patreon. We have a free, for everyone, yeah. uh, file to listen to our panel that we did there. Check it out. It was fun. And for our members here on YouTube and on Patreon, we have a podcast that we recorded over by the pool on our last day in Austin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked to such guests as Cow Chops, Immortal HD, and so on. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check it out. Yeah. If you sign up on the Patreon or become a YouTube member, you get access to all of the podcasts. There's even an RSS feed over on Patreon, so you don't mm-hmm. miss any. Uh, so check those out. Thank you for your continued support. And check out our sponsors if you're interested in anything that uh, we've told you about. Uh, stay tuned for a new episode of Weekly Weird News because it's going to be a doozy. And it comes out very soon. Yeah. So we'll talk to you next time. Stay cool.